Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Alt Kings podcast. I'm your host, Tate, with my co-host, Corbin, and today we are diving deep into XLM, mm-hmm. also known as Stellar Lumens. Yeah, rounding out the ISO coins with yes, this one. Yes, indeed, indeed. With a price of 23 cents, a uh, total supply of 50 billion, and a circulating supply of 24.7 billion. Nice. Not too bad. Yeah, not too shabby a at all. A lot of on-demand liquidity out there to be used. Mm-hmm. Especially for Stellar's main target. Yeah. Which is peer-to-peer. You know, peer-to-peer. Partially business-to-business as yeah, well. Could be. Maybe for their smaller transactions. Yeah. For sure. But give us a little brief down. What is Stellar? What does XLM provide? So XLM is similar to a lot of the, the other ISO tokens in that it is cheap and easy to move. And it's relatively simple to interact with on you know just on a baseline basis yeah yeah of course (laughs) yeah and essentially its main target is the the peer-to-peer market i guess you could say yes of where like in like cash app for instance or venmo or venmo yeah Yeah. something similar to that could benefit heavily heavily from using xlm as their 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 source. Their, their source for transportation yeah. Yeah, essentially for sure. their vehicle for transportation and the thing about those two is like venmo and cash app they're nonetheless only being able to be used like in the united states from what it seems xlm is something that you're able to use anywhere in, in the world yeah no matter the time no matter the day no matter the amount of money yeah it's almost feeless mm-hmm. but they only charge about i believe it's point like Point oh 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 one XLM per transaction. It's literally nothing. Yeah, pennies, <laughs> pennies to the dollar. Not even yeah. pennies to the penny. Actually, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like a decapenny or something. Like yeah. however many zeros in front of a penny. Yeah. So Stellar is an open network that allows money to be moved and stored. It was released of July 2014, and its goals was boosting financial inclusion by reaching the world's unbanked. Soon after, its, uh, its priorities shifted towards helping financial firms connect with one another through blockchain technology. The network's native token is the Lumens, and it serves as a bridge to make things less expensive to trade assets across borders, like we've stated. Yep. Aiming to challenge existing payment providers who often charge high fees and similar service. Mm-hmm. Comparing that to things like Cash App and Venmo, and also things such as PayPal. Yeah, or I mean Apple Pay too. Yeah, very true. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting yeah. once App, once Apple starts making a crypto push because at, at some point they're gonna have to. Oh yeah, they're gonna you're going they're going to have to implement some sort of way to use Apple Pay and crypto together. Yeah, like crypto as Apple Pay more or less. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna change the way everything is. Imagine having a XLM wallet or any of these other tokens wallets built into iMessage. Oh my. Being able to send XRP, XLM, XDC, anything through iMessage. Wow. Wow. But then that means your address will be connected to your contact or your phone number. Yeah, true. But I mean, I of course, there's got to be some anonymity yeah. that's going to be taken away. Yeah, I feel yeah. like you, you could have a separate address. I mean, everything's traceable anyway. Of course. It, like if you try hard enough, you can find or if it. you have like an algorithm and like the know how. Yeah. Still. Still pretty trackable, unfortunately. For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, you're right. Unfortunately. Yeah. So at some point, the IRS is going to require that everybody <laughs> links their names to their accounts. They're going to come for all of our heads. I don't think anyone's going to do that. Not at all. 
not at all. So it's actually quite funny though, because the creator of Stellar Lumens actually worked for Ripple yeah. before he started XLM. Yep. He was, uh, he, Jeb McCaleb, he uh, founded Stellar with a lawyer, Joyce Kim, after leaving Ripple in 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, over, the reason why he left was over disagreements about the company's future decisions. And it's yeah. kind of funny because me and Corbin, we looked into it a little bit. And one of, one of the disagreements was uh, Jed had a long string of bad ideas. And one of them was that he wanted to do a, uh, a Facebook giveaway with Ripple. Giving away unregistered securities. <laughs> From what the SEC claims. <laughs> and the giveaway was uh, considered a disaster once he did it at Stellar. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I it's mean, just... at least he found out the hard way on doing it on his own. Yeah. Instead of affecting Ripple. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, think about if he did do it at Ripple. Yeah. That's just one more thing that SEC could have just poked at him for. Yeah. That would have been yeah. terrible. And at, like, a baseline level, I think their main disagreement was that Ripple wanted to sort of take shots at Swift and sort of either update the system to make it more, you know, insert to more make it more insert current year here sure. in the future yeah, yeah. type of thing because yeah. swift has been around for since like the 70s yeah so long it, time long time yeah, yeah. so it, it needs it needs some work which you know that's what iso 2022 is wd40 for that lot, rush. yeah yeah a lot of white lithium grease is gonna be needed for that one <laughs> yeah oh. so instead jeff wanted to sort of aim at the the peer-to-peer payments market and yes. i think that was his main play with everything yes a lot of his ideas that he fed off to Ripple were uh, clearly bad ideas. And so that's why he decided to part ways with them mm-hmm. and start his own thing. Yeah. But now Jed serves as the CTO of Stellar and the co-founder of the Stellar Development Foundation. The CEO of Stellar Lumens is a person named, I, I forgot it. Uh, Danelle D- Dixon. D- yeah, Danelle Dixon. Yeah. I, I didn't know if it was a boy or girl, to be honest. <laughs> I think that's a woman. But uh, hey, it's 2022, Tate. <laughs> COO is uh, Jason Ch- Chilapala. That's a fun last name, Chilapala. Chilapala. Nice. That'd, be, that'd make a really good band name. The Chilapalas. Or just Chilapala? Well, because it was already Tame and Pala. Oh, yeah. And then they're, they're at, at like a cover band named Ch- Chilapala. Somebody out there, if you're starting your own name, uh, your own band, you're, that was a freebie. There you go. You're welcome for that one. <laughs> so Stellar's, they're basically the same as Ripple in ways of having very low transaction cost and yeah. very high speeds for transactions. Mm-hmm. But they're targeting two complete different markets. Yeah. Stellar's reaching for the peer-to-peer and the business-to-business, while Ripple is going for the banks-to-banks. Yep. Obviously, that's two different sources of money and two different quantities of money. I mean, obviously the, the people and the, the institutions have a lot of money on their own, mm-hmm. but the people who handle the, that money is the banks. Yeah. So the banks have more or less more money yeah. to work with. What I like to also consider though, is I see XLM helping out a lot with just the on-demand liquidity. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, XRP can only handle so much. Yeah. They only have a limited amount of tokens, a hundred billion. Mm-hmm. And I mean, eventually once that supply starts to get eaten up, 
and we start to hit those numbers like 589. <laughs> we'll no, need no some... sleep till 589. Exactly. Hey, no shave till 589 now. <laughs> that's what Xtrums is doing. <laughs> no, that's no. He's he's doing that for uh, Xlos 20D officially oh, yeah. launching. Yeah, true. Yeah, because if it, if he was doing that, man, he'd be in ZZ Top. It, it'll at that only point. take yeah, like three to five more years, maybe. We'll see. That'd be or sooner. Yeah, I mean, ISO is right around the corner in November. So, indeed, that's crazy. Yeah, one thing that we totally forgot to mention: we hit a thousand subs. Major giveaway coming. Major, major giveaway. Major key. Yep, we are still in the discussions and in the works for this, but just know one of the items will be a. I don't even know if I want to say it. We can say it's physical. Like it's an actual somebody, tangible item. Yes. Somebody will be getting something shipped to them that weighs over 60 pounds. That's all I'm going to disclose. It's a husky. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we are not shipping you animals. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, God. Back on topic. Back on, back on topic. topic. Back. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what makes Stellar unique? Well, Stellar's, Stellar's main thing is low fees. Yeah and what they're really aiming for at the end of the day so like we said before integration with cash app venmo paypal could totally see it being used for that and that would take a a a pretty big not necessarily a chunk out of the market but like it sort of fits into that niche yeah it, it fits into that that specialized use case which i'll have that chart up in the corner over here of how all the Boom. ISO tokens are going to be interacting with each other once it gets launched. But it it's just, it's, it's great. It's incomparable compared to Bitcoin and Ethereum because oh, yeah. <laughs> those transaction fees go through the roof. Yeah, absolutely. It's very unsustainable. I mean, you probably hear us say this in every single podcast about we just bash Bitcoin and Ethereum oh, yeah. because of their problems. Yeah, every, every time that I have to do an Ethereum transaction, my eyes look like this. Yeah, it's not a good time. Yeah, I just had to not do an Ethereum time. transaction today, and uh, I oh, had how to pay, bad was that? I had to pay fifty dollars in fees. Yeah, to just, claim your just your to strong claim it, Yeah, just to claim a little over. It was a little over 160 bucks. $60 roughly in fees. 50 60 around there. Terrible. Just to claim a crypto that I've been collecting through a node. That just shows to prove that it's Ethereum horrible. is not sustainable. But compared to Ethereum, Stellar is unique because every transaction costs basically like one ten thousandth of an XLM. Yeah. And that's insane. Yeah. And it's just and it's just as fast as XRP. So that's basically I don't I'm not doing the math on this, but if XLM's only at twenty three cents roughly mm-hmm. and it's like one ten thousandth of an XLM, that's dirt cheap. Literal pr- pretty much nothing in terms of US currency. You cut a penny into like one ten thousandth and you're basically paying that. Yeah. And that also makes it scalable too, because yeah. if you think about how strong the US dollar is compared to you know other forms of currency who knows what and how much one xlm is going for in some of these other countries yeah. where like in greece or in places that like their their currency's gotten blown out venezuela yeah of where like 0.00001 xlm could still actually be 
not necessarily a considerable amount of money, but $50 for an Ethereum transaction might be completely unobtainable for some people. 100%. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people out there who can't pay that $50 in an yeah. Ethereum transaction. Yeah, absolutely. And they're going to have to wait months on months just to try to make that money. Yeah. And make a, because, yeah, like you said, just the amount of, I don't know how to word this, it's just every currency has a different value pertaining mm -hmm. to that currency. And so, like, the, Ven the Venezuela currency is completely corrupt, went to trash. Yeah, it's gotten inflated to high hell. Yes. Like and, the U.S. dollar. Yeah. <coughs> and anyway, the rich to poor gap is insanely high. And mm -hmm. there's so many more poor people and so many less rich people out there. Yeah. That the poor people aren't able to make those transactions as they wish they could mm -hmm. because of those fees. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So something like XLM might be a lot more obtainable also, too, if they just wanted to get into crypto yeah. in general. Yeah. I mean, I could see HBAR doing that, too, but I think because XLM is squarely focused at peer-to-peer -peer transactions that it could have more visibility in that space. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Plus, they've got a couple pretty, pretty major partnerships, too. Main one being IBM. So, not a ton of crypto companies have secured partnerships with these big firms yes. and fintech companies yes. and stuff but a few years ago stellar and ibm teamed up to launch what is called world wire which is pretty cool and it's a project that allows large financial financial institutions to submit transactions to the stellar network and trans transact using bridge assets assets such as stable coins yes which yeah. is pretty cool yeah, and then that also ties into some of their other partnerships, which we'll, we'll talk about later. Yes, for sure. And it's, it's very reassuring to see these partnerships because it just makes you feel more confident in your investment if you were to invest into these cryptos. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of just skeptical thoughts out there. And, I mean, this whole market is just, it's really just... It's, I'm not going to say it's not sustainable, but I'm going to say that it is very much so, it's very risky. Because mm -hmm. there's thousands of cryptocurrencies out there that are being created and being developed and being promoted out there. Yeah. That not necessarily don't have use cases, mm -hmm. but don't have quality use cases. And, I mean, when you look to invest into something, you want to see quality over quantity. Sure. And... Whenever you see something like IBM partnered with a crypto, it's only nonetheless reassuring. Yeah. I mean, IBM used to be like the world's leading computer manufacturer yeah. back when, you know, in the 60s, 70s and stuff, yep. when computers were still huge. Yeah. Mega. Like, room as big size. as this room. Oh, like double the size yeah, of this that's room. Insane. Yeah. And they're still a, a massive company, yeah. too. They're just, they just do more back end stuff for businesses now. Yeah. As opposed to selling uh, just computers. For sure. For sure. Although other blockchains have community funds, meaning that grants can be given to the projects that help further the ecosystem, Stellar allows its users to vote on which ventures should be given this support. Kind of like a DAO? Maybe? More or less. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And 
Hedera does the same thing in a way, but their community is more or less the major institutions. Yeah. Like the the people who have, what was it last time? 10 billion? In terms of? To be a part of their... Oh, yeah, it's a ton of money. Yeah. It is a massive amount of money. Yeah, to be a part of their foundation, you have to have, I think it was like $10 billion liquid or something. So much money. Another plus is Stellar is very secure. The network is secure using Stellar's consensus protocol, which is described as having four major properties. Decentralized control, low latency, flexible trust, and aseptotic security. Aseptotic security. Aseptotic. I've actually never heard that word before. Through CSP, anyone is able to join the process of achieving consensus, and no single entity can end up with the majority of decision-making power, which, that's nice. Yeah. Nobody can rule it. I mean, think about it like this. Elon Musk, Elon Musk now has like 9% of Twitter. I don't think anybody else, no, well, obviously nobody else has that much majority yeah, he's, share. Yeah, he's a larger shareholder. He basically has majority say. Yeah. And that is why he's creating an edit button on Twitter. So excited to see it. But that's, that's a lot of power. And Stellar does not allow that power, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mutual. Yeah. Transactions are also confirmed cheaply within a few seconds, and safeguards are in a place if bad actors attempt to join the network. Yeah. So, once again, similar to how XRP does its thing, yeah. essentially, and how, it's, and how it's structured. Yeah. Very, very secure. Yeah. And have a secure network that is able to send millions to billions of dollars worth of transactions in seconds for pennies. Yeah. Great investment, but not financial advice. Not financial advice. Now we're going to dive into their partnerships. There's three of them that are very, very big. Yeah. Well, there's technically four. We mentioned IBM earlier. Yes. So that, that counts as definitely counts as yeah. one <laughs> four, there's very yeah, there's four major partnerships but they have a long list on their website we'll be putting their web, website in the link below if you don't see it there then just look up stellar lumens well i'll put it there <laughs> if if you get lazy and forget about it just look up stellar lumens one of us gets lazy and forgets about <laughs> it <laughs> moneygram a cross-border peer-to-peer payments and money transfer company used worldwide moneygram is one of the biggest yeah. Peer-to-peer transaction mm-hmm. companies that you, you can send money anywhere in the world with MoneyGram almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, similar to Western Union as well. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of interesting, the, sort of the history with the MoneyGram partnership, because MoneyGram was originally partnered with Ripple. Yeah, I was about were, to say, yeah. Yeah, and they were using XRP for a long time because it had decreased their transaction fees, like, in the double digits of percentages. It was... Yeah, insane. And also, I think the money got moved a lot quicker, too, which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then after the SEC sued them, uh, MoneyGram said that they were leaving the partnership because of the lawsuit. But I think, like, it's my own little on the the tinfoil hat. I think it was actually a test run to see how XRP would... Re- yeah, how 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 the actual blockchain would react to having you know this bump up in traffic, 
and also sort of figure out the pitfalls and maybe, you know, bugs and stuff that they needed to work out in the system before they started rolling it out to the big institutions. And then after they figured that all that out, then MoneyGram started doing it the old way. Sure. All their transaction costs went up again. It wasn't sustainable. You know, you, it's, it's a publicly traded company because yeah. you got to, you know, you're beholden to the shareholders yeah. and you got to make sure they're the stock price climbs, whatever. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. But now that they're partnered with MoneyGram, I wouldn't be surprised if Western Union made a similar play in the near future as well. I haven't seen any official documentation. Uh, this is course, just me yeah, spitballing. Yeah. It's, but just kept, yeah, it's just being. Skeptical. I don't see why they wouldn't. For sure. Honestly. It's a great idea. I mean, XLM and Stellar, they're not in a lawsuit yet. So. Yeah. Because XLM is American based, right? Huh? XLM is American based too. That's what I was, I was thinking the same thing. I would need to double check on this, but I believe it. While he's looking that up, um, they're also partnered with Circle, which is a very, very large company. They handle payments and treasury infrastructure for a lot of different companies, and they're partnered with MasterCard, Visa, and Plaid. So, like... That's major. That's <laughs> big time. And th- No, and that's not even... That's just the tip of the iceberg. There's many other partnerships as well, but we just wanted to... Because they're partnered with banks, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Circle is partnered with... Yeah, because through, through Plaid, actually, you're able to connect... Plaid's the, the platform that connects your bank to any other sort of, like, exchange. I think so. Because I'm trying to remember, I've seen yeah, I think, Plaid before. I believe Plaid's uh, the software that you're able to like connect your bank account to other exchanges to be able to withdraw your money. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like for the direct deposits is, and stuff. Is that what Uphold uses? Or? Yeah, I believe okay. Uphold uses it and okay. a couple others. I'm not too sure. But yes, XLM is based out of the United States. They're based out of San Francisco, California, just like Ripple. So Jed, he was not leaving. He was leaving, but he wasn't leaving. Yeah. <laughs> He was, he was going anywhere. Down the street. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, MasterCard and Visa are major. Major. Big time. Yep. And then they're also partnered with Flutterwave, which creates seamless payment experiences for over 600,000 major businesses, such as Uber and Microsoft. Those are two of the 600,000 plus. Yeah. They, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's nothing to play around right here. Yeah, the XRP community has been talking crap about Jeb for years, years now because yeah. of the stupid taco stand wallet. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Billions of XRP. Billions of XRP constantly getting dumped onto the market. And I think it just kind of I don't know, as because XRP was my my first in crypto investment. I you know started seeing more and more stuff about Jeb, and I was like, oh, this is stupid. Who would invest in XLM? Yeah. This is a terrible idea. This guy's killing the price of XRP. Why would da 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 da? But like at the end of the day, if you just kind of sit down and look at the facts or listen to this video, you see now why it actually has a good case for itself. Not financial advice, but it makes sense. He's helping the ecosystem grow. Yeah, substantially. He's uh, he's filling in a niche. Yes. And niche that is needed to fill. Yeah, because XDC and XLM, I think, could fill that gap nicely. 100%. Yeah. And we have yet to also state, but XLM is another ISO 20022 compliant token. They're part of that family. Actually, no, we did state that. Yeah, we did state that. 
I'll put the I'll put the infograph back up here though, because and right after this, info. right after this episode, we'll be recording a whole episode on ISO two zero zero two two. Yep, what it is, why people should care about it. It's it is big time. It's major. We're gonna try to make it not boring. Too, yeah, because yeah, of course, I mean, talk, talking plain like banking stuff is just like ugh, having to go through all these give documents. Give me a break. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, literally every single episode we've talked about a crypto, it's referred to ISO 20022 in yeah. some way. So yeah. I might as well make a whole episode. Yeah, I it. mean, like even all of the like in our in our logo, like all the coins surrounding it and in the in the crown in the beginning, all of the gemstones in it are all the ISO tokens. Yes. Actually, uh, we're missing like two, but yeah, we are. Uh, so we filled we threw um, actually, I don't believe IOTA's in it. Oh, okay. Because we only put five. Technically. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's know. still special. Yeah, it's fine. It's got its place. Well, yeah, because I would rather have Quant in there than the Overledger. Than, yeah, I would rather have Quant in there than I, Iota personally. But yeah. I mean, it's yeah, for sure. Maybe maybe if we do like a revision too, we'll add we'll add Iota. Yeah. Intro guy killed it. What was his name? Uh, I don't even know his exact name, Josh, but shout Josh out Connects. to Josh Connects. Yeah, yeah. his plugs yeah. got us right. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did super good on one that. of a kind. Yeah, him and his partner actually, or his friend, worked day and night on that for about a week, mm-hmm. nonstop. Knocked it out of the park. Beautiful. Maybe we turn it into an NFT. Who knows? I'm curious about XLM NFTs. If there's any sort of market for that, there, there is. is. Yeah, there's um. I don't, I don't know what the market is like and Probably, how yeah. the infrastructure for that's set up, yeah. if they have a marketplace or anything. We could maybe do a part two on that or something. Or we maybe find an XLM NFT project out there that we want to bring on and they can spill the beans to us. True. True. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they'd know the most about it. Yeah, they'd know so. more than we would. Yeah. I mean, we can deep dive into it, but it's always nice. nice to be able to fill the gap with those. Mm-hmm. projects that are already in the system yeah yep so i don't believe there's much left no. to scrape off the tip of the iceberg about xlm no no i think I, th- I think this i think this is good for for part one part one yeah, yeah. well with that being said because there's always more to the iceberg oh yes we're only at the top we got to branch down yeah and then we'll submerge underneath the water yeah. And then soon the Titanic will crash in and then that's when all the alts blow up. Yeah, and then that's when XRP hits 589. We all get solid gold. We handles. don't know any price speculation on XLM because that is all just speculation. Yeah, I, I it's kind of interesting too because it, there's so the 589 thing for XRP kind of makes me laugh because I've never seen another token another community another tokens community do that with the token. Shilling a price. Shilling a for price. A token. Yeah, like I never see people that are like, "Oh, H bar is going to go to like five hundred dollars or something." Like, nah. Uh, quant a little bit. Quant a little bit. Sure. They definitely their community definitely sees quant going to like Bitcoin numbers. Oh yeah, and without a doubt. Yeah, I see, and like it's kind of obvious. Once again, not financial advice, but yeah, like yeah. you can see why of people would think that. Of course. With it having such a low supply yep. and it being the the bridge between everything yeah connecting all the blockchains together and hashgraph so much stuff yeah so much stuff it's insane i mean we're probably just blowing your guys' minds here 
we hope you learned something today. Yeah. <laughs> but with that being said, this has been the Alt Kings podcast and episode one of Stellar Lumens, mm-hmm. part one. Yep. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you learned something. We appreciate every single one of you. Thank you for a thousand subs. Thank you. Giveaway you coming awesome. soon. Giveaway coming very soon within yeah. the, next, uh, the next week or two. And we're going to have a lot of different ways to get more entries on the giveaway as well. Yeah, we're figuring out how to like structure everything. So Because we want to do it where everybody has the possibility of getting more than one entry. Yeah. Because we feel as if we have a growing community that deserves the most. Yeah, absolutely. And like, we don't want to do something that like some of the, you know, some of those websites that like you can enter in to win like a car or something and you can pay like a hundred dollars for an entry. No, 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 no. We don't want to do that. We maybe like five XRP, something like that. Maybe or five of one of the ISO tokens. Yeah. Five of one of the (laughs) ISO. Besides quants, yeah, <laughs> he throws in five quants. Four billion entries. Uh, shit, they'd win everything. It would be no question. They'd win everything. But if we do say, if we do do a uh, sort of entry where you donate a token to our wallet and you gain more entries from that token, all of those proceeds will be reinvested into the Alt Kings. We are not taking any yep. profit. We no. are just going to continue to reinvest into our channel and into mm-hmm. our growth as a community. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we are here for you guys and you guys only. Yeah. We want to see you guys learn, develop, and grow with crypto as much as we are yeah. together. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we also want to make it more entertaining because, of course. You know, yeah, crypto doesn't have to be the driest thing on planet Earth oh, like the banking all. industry is. It's so fun to talk about it. Yeah. I and mean, there's so much in it too for people to learn. And it's one of those things. It's more or less like the internet in the back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like it's whenever, the dot com yeah. bubble, kind of. More or less. Actually, you know, it kind of is too because there was the sa- the same thing happened with um, a bunch of websites when when the dot com bubble was like in full swing, like people were getting scammed. Yeah. There were a bunch of fake websites. People were losing money left and right. People were getting tons and people were getting rich off off the uh, the dot com bubble. And then after it popped, then we started to see the true winners of that era, I guess you could say. And we're having a similar sort of thing now. You're giving me the chills talking about this, dude. Yeah, I'm getting the chills just because I know exactly what you mean. And it's insane. Quite frankly, insane. Yeah. Well, with that being said, we thank every single one of you once again. Mm-hmm. And this has been the Alt Kings podcast. And we are happy. We hope you have a great day. Bingo! Oh. <laughs> Bing bong! <laughs> Bing bong! <laughs> now I gotta edit that in. <laughs> yeah, 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 at the end. At the yep. very end.